That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. Alright, Caitlin, I have a not a big important question for you, but <laughs> a question that does make me curious. What is one thing you cannot live without when cooking on a camping trip? Ooh. Uh, like a want versus a need, or like you literally need this thing. <laughs> Um, like what's, okay, let's, let's make it a want, but like, a yeah, because I'm like, like I'm not going to be like, like a want need. Like, I'm not going to be like, like, yeah, do a camping trip without a lighter. Like, yeah. Or do a camping, cook on a camping trip without a stove. Yeah, this isn't alone. You don't get 10 items and that's Right. Oh my God. And speaking of alone, the guy that went into the, like, what was it? It was like super cold british columbia and he was like i think i'm gonna be fine without a lighter i'm just gonna make a bow drill or like you're an idiot how did you yeah, get on all this of show us, literally in the beginning it's like yelling at the tv like no no and then he's like i've been bow drilling for eight days but all the wood is wet and i can't start a fire and then he goes home i'm like yeah idiot you could have brought a lighter like, yeah buddy um <laughs> Like, obviously, my favorite is when people drop their flint or something like that in the woods. And it's like, oh, oh, you oh, know, fuck. that's something I would do. <laughs> I would not ever. They would like I'd be in the helicopter. I'd be like, I have to get in a helicopter. I'm scared. I'll actually be going home. <laughs> so I wouldn't make it yeah. far. Past um, day one or yeah. day hour one. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I would be like, oh my God, I haven't had anyone to talk to. I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, the camera wrong. would definitely get a name. It it would be on the level of like a Wilson volleyball situation. So <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so okay, a want slash a a, a need. A want um need. a want need. A lead. Oh no, that's that's not what we want. Um But also, yes. I'm seeing Snoop not- Dogg next week. Anyways, are you? okay. Yeah, Wait, he's we're coming to talk Salt Lake. That after. The tickets are $45. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh my God. That's, we're going to talk about that after. Anyway, <laughs> um, so what do, what do I want on a camping trip? Can't live without. Uh, not going to lie. <laughs> it's probably number one, camp booties. I need those. Oh, um, yes. From the cold so that's what we bring I was talk- this was more cooking related food, food i know yes, but this, this is like a need beyond belief um okay but food probably oh i really don't know i'm like i can't think of anything that i'm like i gotta have for cooking probably like <laughs> something really silly like i tend to bring a lot of pasta sauces i know that's kind of mm. weird but <laughs> no i think that's great i feel like my i'm gonna say two i feel like well actually 
I think my favorite like thing is pre-cut veggies on a camping trip because especially if it's cold I'm like I don't want to be fucking around like cut it like trying to do food prep on some like onions like on a camping trip is just not it doesn't work I don't want onion hands on a camping trip that's just not a vibe Mm -hmm. no absolutely not yeah I think those are my like big things um and I guess like a camp table for food prep like we used to not have a camp table and I just think it is patently infuriating to try to be like cooking out of the trunk of your car or like finding a tree stump so like having some kind of like flat service surface to like be a countertop is critical especially one that's by your car because I hate totally I hate like having to drag all the camp stuff to like a (laughs) pavilion to cook and then you're like I forgot the butter and then you're just like running that's annoying yeah yeah yeah. I would say also this is like sort of related to more of the need side of things but how many trips have you gone on where you've forgotten a can opener and a knife on a on a camping trip knife not so much but can opener has been like a critical failure where you're like the gas station is gonna have a can opener and now I can't open it's infuriating yeah yeah and I'm not about to use my like nice knife to cut open the top like butcher the top of a can yeah you're just (laughs) like oh everyone can get tetanus today youtube like (laughs) yeah yeah no uh not happening so sweet well in case you're wondering why case listener you're wondering why are they talking about camping implements for cooking such a random topic no it's not today we took your questions we're doing a little q a snack break where we took your questions from the instagram um, the Instagram, and you gave us your questions and struggles about camp cooking. And Caitlin is largely going to answer these, but I will chime in occasionally. Uh, yes. So that's the plan for this episode. Get excited. Um, hello, you're <laughs> listening to a snack break on the Average Climber podcast. I am Lauren, a certified personal trainer and climbing coach. And this is my lovely co host, Caitlin. I am Caitlin, and I am a certified nutrition specialist, and I am really excited to talk about this topic. Um, yeah. I feel like camp cooking is an art at yes. times. I've seen people subsist on Captain Crunch alone for six days of climbing. No. Um, that's not what we call thriving in the nutrition world, so... No. Yep. Also, <laughs> my like when I'm on a climbing trip, like my primary concerns are like, are we going to eat really good food? What are we climbing? So I'm very passionate about having tasty foods while camping. I think mine is, um, are we going to be eating tasty food? What are we going to be eating? When am I going to be eating it? And then what climbs am I going to be Yeah, on? I mean, and we, so we have our priority straight here on the Average Climber podcast. <laughs> um, but before we get into the Q&A, Caitlin, I'm going to share a testimonial from one of your clients Kelly. Um, So this is our testimonial of the week. So Kelly says, I initially wanted to work with Caitlin to make sure I'm eating enough to support all of my activities. And I feel much more confident about my eating now. I viewed food as fuel for a while, and it's reassuring to know that I'm getting enough fuel and supporting my body. If you have any questions about food, nutrition, athletic performance, supplements, you name it, you have to work with Caitlin. She has a wealth of knowledge and is able to relay her knowledge in an easy to understand and implement way. Not only that, she is a lovely human and is so fun to talk to. Retweet. Whatever your goals, I am confident that Caitlin can help and that her personalized program will be worth every penny. 
And that's from Kelly. Oh, that's so nice, Kelly. Aww, Aww. That was such an amazing testimonial. I'm like, oh my God, I'm blushing. Mm, thanks, Kelly. <laughs> that's amazing. Sweet. Okay. Well, let's let's get start rattling these rattling yeah, these before off. It's not a snack break. Before it's not a snack break. Okay. Perfect. So these are a combination of uh comments, questions, struggles, concerns that we received from you all on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. That's the best way to get us. Be you heard. Know, well, be heard or something. Um, okay. Yeah. So one of my um, athletes, Shilpa, asks, shout out Shilpa. Uh, she asks, how do you get enough protein, especially for vegetarian folks on a camping trip? Um, before we get into this question, I will shout out that we have a two-part episode series on uh, vegan and vegetarian athletes. So check that out for the base knowledge of this. But you totally. can't always be just like cooking up perfect tofu on a camping trip. <laughs> Perhaps. I don't know. But yeah. So Caitlin, what are your thoughts on this question? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, camp cooking, I think can feel challenging for anybody. I feel like for vegetarians, it might be, I don't want to say easier, but let's be honest, like perishable foods when we're comparing like tofu to chicken is a little bit different, Bass. but I think for me, what I usually recommend for my vegetarian athletes, if you can look in, usually it's in the ethnic food section, you can find shelf-stable tofu. That's really helpful. Yeah, so you can make like egg scrambles with that in the morning if you're feeling like, you know, you really want to get cooking. Um, I love a hot breakfast on camping trips, even if it's hot out. So that's that's something that I've done in the past. Um, You could also have that uh in the afternoon like some i've had some clients say they bring like pita with them and they'll throw mm. literally that tofu in, <laughs> into this pita with some other oh. stuff i'm like wow that's innovative i love um, that so that's something certainly you can bring protein powders with you i usually prepackage it out i i like to bring uh old talenti containers so i'll use oh, those yeah. to put my protein powder in because it's a screw top you don't have to worry about it you know popping off when you're driving or your camp box is moving around so that's make that makes it a little easier and then you're not also bringing your huge tub of like 80 dollar protein powder out into the <laughs> yeah the elements with you and then sometimes i've suggested as well um like tempeh um, that seems to store really well in a cooler Mm. that is perishable um i've also recommended hard-boiled eggs if that's something you eat he's certainly um you know these things you probably want to keep cool i know hard-boiled eggs have a reputation for you know staying fresh um for a while but i would still i would still definitely keep them cool and then you could do things like uh, veggie sausages, if that's your flavor. Um, certainly nuts and seeds go a long way. Bread, you know, kind of the, the classics, but giving yourself some variety and options. Uh, the other thing I'll say is protein oats. Those those go a oh, long way too. Yeah. Super easy. That's a good one. I, I on our last camping trip, I brought yogurt because it was hot out so i had like yogurt bowls in the morning but i was and i would just put a bunch of shit in them um which was really easy and then like 
you just have yogurt and a bunch of berries and granola and then you just can like kind of stack it up and you don't have to really cook you just kind of are mixing things together um and greek Love yogurt that. has a crap ton of protein um definitely yeah like actually though <laughs> like yeah like Nutrition an actual facts, crap ton yeah, of protein grams yeah like i'm like okay i just like three quarters of a cup and it's 20 grams tight like that's great so yeah i'm trying oh i also have been on a real uh hummus and carrots kick and i feel like that's kind of an easy low risk thing to like bring in a cooler and hummus has some protein right it's got some protein it's got chickpeas not a ton but it has some but definitely still keep that cool because like yeah. things like that that are like in it, it's like <laughs> i don't know what to call them like thick viscous things <laughs> yeah like yogurt, hummus, casseroles, not that you're bringing those on camping oh my trips, God. but like things like that you still want to keep cold. Like that's that's a breeding ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. 100%. Okay, this next one, um this is really funny because the comment box that this answer from my athlete Kurt was entered in. Comment box said camping struggles, things you have trouble with something. Kurt just types Miguel's pizza <laughs> as like a shit I want this and only this or I don't, I don't know I think maybe as a struggle I'm not sure but anyways the topic of Miguel's if you aren't familiar with Miguel's pizza it is like the pizza restaurant in the Red River Gorge um it's great it has they have a lot of toppings it's kind of pizza chaos if you're from the east coast you might turn your nose up at it fine but it's it's good and after climbing it's great and they have like pasta bowls and all kinds of things but anyways i don't know what kurt meant by Miguel's pizza i thought this answer was hilarious in any case and i'm going to share a pro tip if you are ever in the red river gorge staying at miguel's so if you are camping at miguel's or going to be driving by miguel's here's what you do you can place an online order the night before so you what? can literally like place an online order they open at like eight or something and this is what me and my friend cat did on our last trip to the red because we were like staying at miguel's in one of their little like hostel rooms we would place our burrito orders the night before wake our sleepy asses up out of bed walk into the cafe in our pajamas and like go groggily like grab our breakfast burrito and coffee and i was like this is great we don't have to camp cook in the morning and That's we can just so like smart it was so easy we would just like grab that grab our packs and like head out and not have like a whole to do in the morning so you can do that um order order ahead because the line gets long um but yes there are some struggle logistical struggles of wanting Miguel's pizza when everyone else wants Miguel's pizza <laughs> on a Saturday. That is nice. Plan ahead. Uh, so plan ahead. But anyways, leverage that tip. If you ever need breakfast at the red, That's because so good plan. Smart. Yep. Yeah. I feel like I've run into that a few times where like, say for example, we'll go to, we'll go to Bishop and we'll go to black sheep roasters. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're out of breakfast burritos. And it's like early in the morning. It's like you roll your ass out of bed, you try to get there, and then they're gone. You're like, no, no, where have all the good burritos gone? Yes. So so. usually we'll go somewhere else. I can't remember the other place that you and I went in town. It was that other like cute coffee shop. It was. It was, I mean, it was like $20 breakfast burrito, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Like, Everything's fine. It was good. so expensive. Um, why did I have to pay $3 <laughs> for like some burnt bacon? But in any case, it was good. It was fine. In any case. In yep. any case. Moving on to the next one. Okay. So 
This one is from Nadine, and she said, planning for meals, it gets overwhelming. Yep. Tips. I feel you, Nadine. <laughs> Tips, Caitlin. <laughs> so before you go out climbing, I would suggest figuring out how many days you're going to be gone. So kind of think about, like, are you... Let's say, okay, day one, like how long are you driving? What are you going to be in the car? What meals are you potentially going to pass while you're in the car? So like if you're driving and it's dinner time, what are you going to do? And think about how many days you'll actually be there and how many meals you'll need and then roughly how many snacks you'll need. So kind of like I would actually say write this down. Absolutely. Think this about, in your head is not going to work. No. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> doesn't happen. You'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get to the grocery store and you're like, I've never eaten a meal in my life. I yeah, have like, no idea I what food is. I don't remember what I thought and this isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think writing it down is important. And the other thing is too, like think about your past uh, climbing and camping trips and think about what you've made, what's worked really well. You may not remember exactly, but it can be helpful to draw inspiration from your normal meals at home mm -hmm. and think about how you can bring those into your camping and how you can sort of modify it to make it a little bit more realistic or easier for you to do at the end of the day. So I, yeah, that that's kind of what I suggest. I know that's a little bit uh, <laughs> more, you know, it's like a, you have to actually set it up for yourself. I do mm -hmm. have an ebook. Um, it's called Road Trip Planning. And that can be really helpful. I know people oh, nice. have said to me that that's a really good way. Like if you're car camping or you're, you actually have to drive to wherever the camping trip is, I've been told that that's a really helpful resource. So just FYI, we can put that in the show notes too. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin, question for you. Do you all yeah. like cook? Do you like plan to make everything while you're there? Or do you kind of like food prep some meals, especially if it's like just for a weekend? It depends. So I'll give you my three examples of what I've done in the past. Um, usually we are going to very remote climbing areas where there is nothing nearby. So the example I'll give is Roy. Roy is like middle of nowhere, basically. <laughs> so <Totally>. we, <laughs> we usually bring things with us that are like half prepped at home. So for example, totally. if we're making pasta, I'll prep the pasta at home so we don't waste water while we're out there. Oh. And then, yeah, that's worked really well in the past. Um, then we'll bring like chicken sausages and mm. then a pasta sauce. And usually that's really easy to throw together you know, just heat it up and get that stuff just a little bit. Yeah. That's so easy. Yep. Easier. Yeah. Better tasting too. Um, but then other times we will prep, prep stuff at home. So the other example I'll give, this was actually a camping ski packing trip. So we did three days of cross country skiing and then stayed in a yurt. And I actually prepared the meal that I contributed at home because I was like, there's no way that I'm going to want to do this at the end of the day when oh. <laughs> I'm cold. So I actually made a vegetarian chili or no, I made a vegetarian curry and then my friend made a vegetarian chili. So we oh, brought boy. all of that in coolers up there. And um, if you're wondering ski packing, they have those weird little like sleds you can take behind. So that's an option. 
But what we did too is because it was in the winter, we were able to keep things really cool outside um, in a in a cooler as well. Um, so that was an option. And then the third option that I usually rely on is if we're someplace where there are restaurants, there will be some times when I just plan in to eat out totally. at least one of the nights. Usually I plan it for the day that I'm planning on going the hardest. So it might often look like the either like third day on, second or third day on, or the night that we drive home. So, yeah. you know, that makes sense. Yeah, I would say I'm I'm in a similar boat where like we will I would just say like any cooking steps you can eliminate from the camping process like do it but we try to like bring if it's like a short weekend trip we'll try to like prep stuff so it's just like ready to heat up but like honestly take whatever crock potty thing you can like throw together that just like cooks on its own that you could just pack and then reheat like that's that's very easy I or camp tacos Yes, I was just going to say, I was going to call out your camp tacos. I watched Lauren and her husband bring out this like feast of camp taco pre-prepped ingredients to our trip in Joe's. And I'm looking at that as we're making our like weird haphazard like ramen (laughs) situation. And I'm like, that's pretty good. Dude, camp tacos rule because you just like make the meat ahead of time and then you like prep some cilantro like you just prep the yeah, cilantro and some like easy. toppings and little like things and then tacos are their own like container so you don't even yeah. need like a bowl you just like make the taco in your hand and then eat it and then you don't have dishes Rotate. which is awesome that's how i feel so, about camp nachos too those oh, are really fuck. easy yes so yeah oh <laughs> uh, wow okay this is wow i'm getting really hungry um i knew this would happen okay <laughs> so this one I didn't write the name of the individual that asked this. So we're just, this is anonymous for all intents and purposes. <laughs> but this individual asks, how do you get tasty? Oh, this is from my athlete, Allie. Wow, my athletes are really sounding off. Um, <laughs> I promise nope. this isn't like hand selected. But okay so, <laughs> okay, so how do you get tasty veggies into meals? So there's a few ways. I mean, tasty, I don't, I don't know what your definition yeah. of tasty is that's you know I I feel that um usually what I'll do is if say for example in this ramen meal I mentioned I brought uh seaweed snacks so dried Mm. seaweed I would kind of throw that in there I think it's tasty that's not everyone's I think it tastes like the ocean in a bad way but I love that you love it so (laughs) (laughs) Brynn's not an aerial, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> I get it. Um, then I've done dehydrated veggie packets. That's been really helpful too. I mean, again, I know that's not the tastiest, but I also like to pre-prep a lot of my veggies from home. Mm-hmm. So I'll bring a huge bag of spinach to throw into dishes and yep. like scrambles in the morning. I'll bring things like well yeah fermented carrots but also like sauerkraut things like that Mm, on trips um i'll do like a big bag of broccoli i'll bring that's already pre-chopped and i just i think it's helpful bottom line to plan your meals ahead of time so you know like why you're bringing these ingredients Mm -hmm. but i definitely try to incorporate at least 
a vegetable into my meals. I know that sounds like bare minimum, which, you know, it might be, but when you're on a camping trip, if it's really hard to keep fresh fruits and vegetables, it's it can be really useful to just say, okay, well, I'm going to have this spinach or this broccoli or these carrots and have some of those things as snacks, but also maybe as part of your meal components too. The other things I really like to do, if I have time beforehand, I'll prep a veggie pasta sauce. So it has mm. lots of vegetables in it, um, especially It'll have carrots and mushrooms, um, certainly tomatoes, but then onions and garlic too. And then sometimes I'll throw spinach or basil in there. So at least I know I'm getting a variety of things in a really easy way. So plan ahead. That's probably your easiest bet without knowing exactly what you like to eat. (laughs) Yeah. I also think parsley is my favorite um, for anything that's like Italian adjacent. Just like chop up a bunch of parsley and it's tasty and you can just put that on stuff because it's herbs last it's green. yeah they yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> i tend to bring a lot of sprouts with me on trips too oh I'll yeah throw those yeah. into sandwiches and wraps if you know it sprouts seems like are a, such good a good option what caitlin yeah. is describing is like your bare minimum best case scenario vegetable situation is a lot of the chaotic yeah. ways that i just generally put vegetables into things <laughs> to like find ways to sneak veggies so uh yeah i'm like sprouts <laughs> microgreens just tossing some crowd on stuff, like having carrots when it's just like, I'm making a turkey sandwich. I guess I'll have some carrots and hummus and great. I had a veggie. Yeah. So like anything that's just like an easy snackable veggie. Um, And don't be like, yeah. oh, I'll eat this bag of carrots plain. You're not going to eat that. You're gonna, <laughs> yeah. No, like bring it, make it, make it actually make there be a dip or something that like makes it good. Cause, yeah, yeah, something tasty. I mean, I've had people be like, is salsa a vegetable? I'm like, yeah, technically. I mean, if you eat enough of it. Yeah, so, like that's a lot of salsa, but love it. Yeah. But live your life. So it's hard to say, but definitely, you know, figure out what your meals are going to be, figure out ways you can add veggies and kind of sneak them in um, and go from there. But also if you don't eat vegetables for a camping trip because for you're like worried about days. how yeah, like you'll be okay. You'll be fine. Just make sure you're powder. eating enough calories. Like totally. Greens powders are a good option, especially while you're on camping trips. My favorite is Greens First Original Pro because it doesn't yeah, taste like it tastes good. Well, it or, tastes good is maybe a strong word, but it tastes I think it tastes good. I think it tastes good. Not everyone would think that, maybe. I don't know. It's a bold I don't claim. Know. I I think I, I would think it's be pretty bold tasty. enough to say it's pretty good. Yeah, it, we should link to, to that the others too. Yeah, yeah, totally. We can do that. We are not affiliated with them, but we just like it. Um, no. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right, next. next next question. We're just kind of rocking our way down the uh, question pile. But so this is a uh, this is a struggle that Brittany from Pink Point Climbing shared, um, and she says getting calorie and protein rich snacks that are non perishable and tasty without being extremely expensive. Yeah, that is a challenge. Um, Non-expensive is a huge one because I know all those like fun, cool snacks can be, it's like, you know, a a little thing of salmon jerky is like $8 and you're like, um, (laughs) Um, I will say in terms (laughs) of jerky deals, Costco, you can get like Costco. Yeah. Costco is like our one-stop shop for like the non-perishable or whatever, insert like Mm -hmm wholesale type store here but costco i feel like has really good deals on like non-perishable protein shakes 
like jerky. Yes, yeah. you'll have a lot of it, but this is also like the non-perishable, like proteiny supplementy things. Um, so yeah. Those they do count. Yeah. I, I think those last. are great suggestions. Totally. And and things like uh same thing at Costco, they have those nature's bakery fig bars those go a long way those are so good and you could also do certainly like trail mixes are you know trail mix is kind of one of those things that's like really basic and an old school Mm -hmm. suggestion but it does work basics work yeah you could also do I really like dried fruit, um, not because it's Mm -hmm. protein rich, but because it does have a good amount of calories, especially from carbs, which is important. You could do like nut butter pouches. You could do um, cheese sticks. Yeah, you could. Those are probably more perishable, though. Oh, yeah. Those are perishable. In your bag for like an hour. But yeah, I, I would okay. those, those are perishable. Yeah, <laughs> um, those are a cooler thing, but you can put like a couple of cheese things in your pack at the beginning of the day. But yes, fair. Those are perishable. Um. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there there are some options out there. I think, and it's worth going to your grocery store. This is actually something that I recommend to a lot of my athletes. It's called the snack challenge. So basically, you just go down. <laughs> the different aisles without a cart, without your bags ready. Like don't worry about actually grabbing things. Just give yourself 20 minutes to browse, pick stuff up, look at protein content, kind of look at cost, see what really calls to you that looks tasty Mm -hmm. because bottom line, you want to find stuff that looks good to you and just see, yeah, see how you feel about it and then go get a cart and decide what you want to pick up because a lot of those different snacks don't have to be complex. Like you don't need a protein cookie if you don't want one. You can yeah. find a lot of other bars that are a lot less expensive that will also do the trick. So, yeah. I feel like actually making your own like protein ball things, like those like energy balls mm-hmm. that you can put protein powder in, like that probably wouldn't be cuz what? It's honestly usually just like peanut butter and some nuts and some like raisins or whatever like those probably would be relatively inexpensive to like make yourself ahead of time yeah i actually have a recipe for that in my bag crag snacks so i'll i'll send that over to to the the show notes so that you can have access to that because that is like the best those energy protein bites are so good Yeah, no, oh my gosh, you'll like definitely eat them. My other kind of just like thought about this is that a lot of the good non-perishable protein options because I uh, when, in my past life when I was a product developer for L'Oreal, we had like a joke but also reality of life where it's like quality, like timing and convenience and cost, pick two, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to have it all. Really so if you want to have it all, you'll probably be better off like planning ahead because if you like roll up to your regular grocery store, like hoping that something that's usually like on the higher end of price is on sale, that might mm-hmm. not work. But if you like look ahead of time, like again, like go to a Costco or you sometimes like Amazon will have like really cheap snack deals or just like other internet vendors, you'll be able to like buy stuff online for a better deal. So like look know like the kind of things that you want and then like hunt out deals ahead of time is probably your best bet of like getting a good deal on like 
jerky or yep. protein shakes or what have you. Um, and also I totally. want to point out too that like you probably won't be having to eat these convenience foods like all the time. And so if you're camping trip, you know, the food costs a little bit more so that you can like be fueled and recover. Like maybe that's not the worst thing. And also since you're camping, you're probably not going out with your friends to like get dinner and buy drinks and stuff or whatever you do. So like maybe yeah. it all cancels out and you could just like ball out on some nice jerky. So yeah. thoughts. <laughs> I that's definitely true. I, I feel like it's just one of those things that you have to kind of figure out along the way, but yeah. plan ahead. That's kind yes. of the theme, I would say. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay, speaking of planning ahead, a lot of people, uh, there was more than one person that was like, keeping food cold. I am stressed. Uh, so the question is, how long can you store cooked meat in a cooler before it goes bad? Um, and then also, what other just keeping stuff cool tips do you have, Caitlin? <laughs> Great question. I'm so glad someone asked this because the idea of bringing perishable foods out camping, it, it's um, a little scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Why everything's fine. It? Yeah. Everything's fine. La, la, la. No, um, I, I just get really nervous because I have had experiences where I've had signs of food poisoning on camping trips and I'm like, that probably could have been avoided. But it, it does really make me nervous because I've also seen people pull foods like out of some, you know, really small like Walmart Coleman cooler from the back of their vans like after a whole day of climbing. And I'm like, um, what are they going to pull out? And then they pull out raw meat and I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, don't do that. Oh, shit. Okay, explain, <laughs> explain why. Because I feel like I would do that and be like, actually, I don't like bringing raw meat if I can avoid it. But anyways, okay, why does that make you itchy? Yeah, it's, tell us. It, it really makes me itchy. So there's so much to be said about food safety. You really, really want to make sure that this could be at home or at, on camping trips. But I'm only going to talk about keeping foods cool because that's what was asked. But I will have more information coming out about this in a post on the same day that this is released. So if you want to know more about food safety while camping, check that out um, on my Instagram. But right now, what I will say is that you really want to make sure you double check the cold food storage charts. So you can find mm. this on foodsafety.gov. So you can kind of look and understand what temperatures to keep foods at and how long they will keep. So this depends whether it's cooked, uncooked, the type of meat, the type of food. So for specifically something like chicken, if it's uncooked, one to two days, if it's stored properly under 40 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about four degrees Celsius. So it has to be kept cold in order for it to keep that long. Um, uncooked mm. beef is a little longer, so about three to five days. But if we're looking at cooked meat, like cooked chicken, that's about mm -hmm. three to four days. But again, caveat, if it's kept under 40 degrees Fahrenheit. And that's because bacteria, it's like a breeding ground for uh, bacteria, if it's in this like danger zone of between mm. 40 degrees Fahrenheit and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. So it is super, super critical that you keep your foods cool. And if you're like, I don't know if that's happening, you can keep a thermometer in your cooler or make sure oh. your cooler is rated to stay cold um, if packed properly. So I actually really love 
Gear Labs reviews for coolers because you can compare specs on coolers and understand like what's the best rated. Do you need an electric cooler? Um, how long can you keep it cool with certain ice packs? So it's really helpful to understand that before you go out. <laughs> yeah. Another, uh, this is all, um, I'm adding something, a tidbit to Caitlin's extremely thorough answer where we will link ah. to all these resources. Um, <laughs> some grocery stores, you can just like roll up and be like, I need dry ice. And I think adding dry ice as like a supplement to your cooler mm-hmm. situation is really smart because it is like mm-hmm. insane how long it stays cold. So yeah, like in it, yeah. It's also kind of scary because you could like burn your hands on it. But just yeah. like don't don't be stupid. Don't like touch it with your whole hand. Um, and then put it in your cooler in its little brown baggie, and that can be really helpful too. Mm-hmm. So huge, hugely helpful tip for sure. Yeah, I Sweet. think anything you can do to keep your food cool and out of the sun, you know, out of direct sunlight, um, you know, it's just, it's not worth the risk of getting sick on a camping trip because not only will you feel miserable, you, you also, also might have to not drive have... with food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, so just think about that. Um, <laughs> depending on which end it's coming out of, it's not going to be fun either way. So just keep that visual in mind. <laughs> yeah. Food poisoning is literally never worth it. It is hell. Uh, yeah. Sick. Okay. Well, that was very informative. Um, hopefully you feel <laughs> armed and ready with some camp cooking and food tips. Um, Caitlin, before we close this out, do you have anything you want to tell the people about? I do actually. Ooh. So When this is released, it will only be a few more days until the Muscle Fuel Pro, which is based on the Body Comp Pro course. Um, Muscle Fuel Pro is actually a group coaching program that I'm super excited about because it's co-hosted with one of my good friends and colleagues, Emily Smith. Um, The pre-sale starts on July 17th, so you have a few days to start thinking about that and get in some more information and uh, we'll, we'll likely put some more information in the show notes by this point, but I'm so excited for this to come out because it has been something we've talked about for over a year and because Body Comp Pro is such a success and we want to help athletes work on strength building specifically, Muscle Fuel Pro is that answer to that problem. So you know, fueling your muscle growth is super important. Can't just train in the gym all day to expect to see results. So you gotta, you gotta also think about the other piece of that puzzle, which is the power of nutrition. So Absolutely. that comes out very soon. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Sweet. Um, on my end of things, at the time this is being recorded, I have four spots available for custom plans that start in August. Um, so if you would like to work with me on a custom plan, I have quite a few openings, which is exciting because um, I've been quite booked up. And then what else? If you're like, custom plan sounds cool, but I think I can like DIY and do some things on my own. Perfect. My self-guided plans are also available all the time. So you can learn about all of my self-guided oh. training programs and my custom plans in the show notes. Um, but also if you just go to goodsprayclimbing.com, you'll get, you'll, be very clear on where you need to go to learn about what the tabs at the top explain everything. So that's, that's about all we got going on as always support us on Patreon. It's extremely helpful um, for all the things (laughs) we have going on helps keep this podcast going. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's that's about it for us. Oh, if you're listening to this, I um I will be at the Climbers Festival hanging out a little bit in the plug tone tent. I will have some average climber stickers. Uh that's like the weekend of the 17th. Yeah. So, anyways, if you see me, come say hi. Um, we'd love to say hello to you. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, I think we got it. <laughs> until until next time, everyone. Keep it, keep it average. average. <laughs> <laughs>